This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, May 5th, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. This is a consequential week for U.S. strategy in Afghanistan and Pakistan. The Obama administration perhaps should look more seriously at scaling back military and diplomatic efforts to modest, achievable goals. So says Cato Institute foreign policy analyst Malou Innocent. Today, uh, Special Envoy for Afghanistan and Pakistan, Richard Holbrook, will be speaking before the House Foreign Affairs Committee, and he'll essentially be discussing President Obama's strategic review of events in Afghanistan and Pakistan. Uh, what's interesting, however, is that Richard Holbrook will be uh, anticipated to be speaking mostly about Pakistan, because that appears to be the center of gravity of the war in Afghanistan. In fact, I would make the analogy that Uh, Pakistan is to Afghanistan what Cambodia was to Vietnam, where there is a vast reservoir of well-trained militants who cross a very porous border and are destabilizing U.S. efforts in this country. Also later on this week, what we'll see uh, is President Obama host a trilateral summit meeting with Afghan President Hamid Karzai and Pakistani President Asif Ali Zadari. And they're supposed to be also discussing the events in the region and ways to uh, cooperatively uh, go after the militants who are destabilizing U.S. efforts in the in the region. Uh, unfortunately, it appears that the Obama administration, uh, or any administration for that matter, will uh, be unlikely to affect uh, stability, lasting peace, and human rights in Afghanistan for an assortment of reasons. Um, if you look at the country, it's been uh, been battle-scarred, war-ravaged, uh, has gone through civil war, uh, and this is essentially just the past 30 years. If you look at the country uh, hundreds of years out, uh, it's been very difficult to affect any sort of strong central government uh, governed centrally from Kabul. So really, this is a very daunting mission uh, for the Obama administration and again for any administration. And I really think that we must begin to have more realistic goals uh, for Afghanistan and for Pakistan. Uh, we need to recognize that stability in this region will look convoluted and very messy for possibly a very long time. And that if we simply believe that we can throw more troops into this mission, we won't affect a better outcome. And what I'm sort of worried about is that every single soldier that we place in Afghanistan, there will be a justification to keep them there. So there is a possibility of mission creep where we, again, just see a couple thousand here, a couple thousand there, a couple thousand more, and we'll slowly begin to grow our forces to a, to a place where we won't be able to take them out. Outline what a set of achievable goals might look like for uh, these two countries. Essentially, what it would look like, at least for the Pakistan side of the border, is to work more closely with their military and intelligence sharing and to essentially stop applying so much pressure uh, through aerial drone strikes. In fact, just this week, uh, David Kilcullen, a special advisor to General David Petraeus, head of Central Command, um, uh, argued that the United States must stop aerial drone strikes, for example, because uh, this is uh, something that's actually pushing militants deeper into Pakistan. It is undermining mining uh, uh, many of the of the uh, of the sovereignty issues with regards to uh, President uh, Zardari. It's making him look uh, very weak. It's also uh, uh, contributing to a lot of the violence and mayhem, especially when you consider that many of the refugees pour from the uh, from the mountainous areas into the cities, into Karachi, into Peshawar, into Islamabad. And I think we might uh, unfortunately see greater instability, especially in Karachi, which is the industrial hub of Pakistan, and really where most of the provisions for U.S. and NATO forces must travel through. So that could be also upset by this. So really, if we want to sort of have a more achievable goal, we must understand that we must increase the incentive for Pakistan's military and intelligence service to uh, go after the militants who are attacking U.S. troops in Afghanistan. However, we must also recognize that 
If tomorrow Pakistan was to make Mullah Omar an enemy of the state, they would be grappling with a civil war, uh, especially if you consider that if they consider Mullah Omar or those other types of militants an enemy of the state, that uh, many of the Pashtun areas would be inflamed. Um, could, there could be a possibility for increased violence. So we really need to look at the constraints that many of the leaders are looking at. Um, and it's also important to recognize that while most Pakistanis are not radical, uh, there are uh, segments of the population along the border uh, that would be not not amenable to, again, uh, to, to this increased pressure from the United States. So Pakistan is walking a very uh, a delicate line here, and we can't push them too hard in one way or the other, uh, particularly when we have to stop to consider that um, 80% of their military is still on the border with India, not on Afghanistan's border. And that's because they do fear a larger uh, existential threat from India, not from the Taliban and not from these militants. And recently, what we saw through the Sharia for Peace deal in Swat Valley is that it essentially emboldened militants, and now they've begun to spill over into neighboring valleys, and now only, as we've been hearing so much recently, only 60 miles away from Islamabad. Um, so I think that they are trying to contain the violence, they're trying to contain the Taliban into into certain areas of the country, um, but again, we, we must keep in mind that uh, the military and the political leaders in this country uh, are in a very tenuous situation, and if we rock the boat too much, it could be, uh, again, uh, just one of those uh, incredibly destabilizing things for an already weakened and divided country. In Afghanistan, what should U.S. forces and President Obama and the public be uh, expecting? What we can expect is a, definitely an increase in violence in the next several months. Uh, not only is this the sort of perennial spring and summer offensive from the Taliban, but also the fact that they uh, their commanders have said that they want to have nusrat or victory. This is essentially their uh, offensive that they want to launch against the surge. This is sort of an anti-surge uh, to Obama's stated objective of, uh, of throwing in 17,000 more troops into the mission uh, on top of the 4,000 trainers and advisors. So we're talking about 21,000 more U.S troops. And on top of that, you see the Taliban offering their own offensive to the surge. Uh, and this is also going to be um, the increased violence we'll also see would be in anticipation of the August elections uh, that'll be occurring fairly soon. So we can expect that there will be a lot more uh, uh, violence in the region. We can expect more suicide bombings, ambushes, targeted assassinations. And in the foreseeable future, it does not look good. Malou Innocent is a foreign policy analyst at the Cato Institute. Her most recent analysis, Pakistan and the Future of U.S. Policy, is available at Cato.org.